Good afternoon and welcome to Screen Cleaning. I'm Cole Wissinger and I'm all alone. Nah, it's alright. Jeff Simpson just got an early jump on his holiday travel and I'm not too far behind him. But Jeff and I are here every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on BYU Radio, bringing you the best in entertainment news and reviews. And I've got a little bit of both for you today before we jump into a little replay of an episode from the Deep Screen Cleaning Archives. But like I said, first, the news. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. Uh, It's this week in DC News. Michael B. Jordan has ideas for a new Superman movie. That was this week in DC News. All right, so nothing official or coming to screens near you anytime particularly soon. But J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot have signed this huge deal for a multi-million dollar big budget superhero action movie. And they're bringing in all the people to kind of consult on it and see what ideas they have. And Michael B. Jordan was one of those people and, and he has ideas, which led the internet to start photoshopping Michael B. Jordan's face onto a Superman costume and getting people like me really excited for finally a good Superman movie. Um, But this is all on the tales of the success of Joker, of course, uh, a middle-budget movie that ended up making a billion dollars globally, and maybe sort of not really officially getting a sequel greenlit as well. And that kind of brings us to the streaming of it all. HBO's streaming affiliate is HBO Max. That's the Warner Brothers, Time Warner kind of Turner Classic, Turner TNT, TBS, Turner Families thing. Uh, HBO Max has that along with all the DC folks. And there's also word that coming to HBO Max will be a few of these middle-budget superhero movies along the lines of what we saw out of Joker. But, you know, kind of like what Marvel's already doing, continuing the story on their streaming platform, Disney+. Plus. DC just a couple steps behind yet again. Also, along with the best of news, we have the best of reviews, and I certainly do have a fantastic movie for you to check out while the family is all together giving thanks. Hey, I'm looking for Fred Rogers. In here. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. This Thanksgiving, I am thankful for yet another Mr. Rogers movie. I'm not sure what bug got into the cultural zeitgeist telling folks that we needed two in two years, but I love it. Now, last year we had the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor? This year, Tom Hanks starring in a biopic about Mr. Rogers, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. But starring is probably a loose word for it. After I've... After having actually seen it, he's almost a supporting actor, and by the way, I think he should most certainly be nominated for Best Supporting Actor when Oscar season comes around, but he's he's a supporting character in his own movie because the the heart of it and the crux of the story is about this reporter that has been tasked with writing a profile on Mr. Rogers based on a true story. He starts off as just your normal, cynical, honestly prone to a little bit of anger problems kind of reporter that wants to to rip back the, the surface level and get to the deep story underneath. And he's given this assignment specifically for Mr. Rogers by his editor. And of course, we see a, a gradual change over time. It really, it is about the relationships that he starts to reforge and, and re-understand between himself and his own emotions. And then also his family that he's kind of drawn away from over the years. Mr. Rogers acts 
as a helper along his journey. And and I really just loved a lot of the choices this made. I was I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. I love anything Mr. Rogers, but I was honestly a little bit disappointed with the documentary because I didn't think there was anything new, right? I'm familiar with the guy. I know that he is great. It was good that we got a movie about him. But when you do a documentary, I want to see something very creative brought to the screen. And what I didn't get there, I certainly got in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood Right from the first scene, the whole way that this movie begins, and I don't want to spoil it for you, even even though it's the very beginning and spoilers are something that's normally reserved for like big comic book movies or whatever. But just from the moment go, this movie has a specific style in mind. I cannot say enough about the direction and just the way that this movie is told. It's certainly, if you're a crier like me in movies, it will get you. And it will get you time after time after time. And again, it is a fantastic family movie, not just that it's appropriate for the whole family, but that it it's the kind of movie that you want to watch with your family, and it's about familial relationships, especially a relationship here between a father and a son. And it's just fantastic on a program that Jeff and I kind of built to be able to talk about the good in the entertainment industry and and use media to do that. It's what Mr. Rogers would have wanted. He wanted to use television to make people feel good. And now we have a movie that accomplishes that goal. And I'm so glad that I get to talk about it here on this podcast, this radio show, um, that it does, it really does lift you up and do good. So go ahead and check out Won't You Be My Neighbor this Thanksgiving. Again, for Thanksgiving, the screen cleaning team, Jeff and I, we're gonna we're spending some time with our families, and we hope you're doing the same. But we wanted to bring you one of our favorite older episodes. It's actually the very first movie bracket that we did. Since then, we've done a Halloween movie bracket. We did Marvel movies in time for Endgame. And we are getting ready to do a trilogies bracket here in December in honor partially of the Star Wars trilogy of trilogies coming to an end and also just because we were interested in what the best trilogies were so if you haven't already voted on the trilogies bracket go back and check that out and while you're voting go ahead and listen to Jeff and I arguing about what our favorite sports movies were. Happy Thanksgiving from us at Screen Cleaning. Welcome back to Screen Cleaning here on the Matt Townsend Show. And this is the moment you've been waiting for, folks, especially if you filled out one of our sports movies on screen cleaning brackets. We're going to go through these 16 films, and we've got a short synopsis of each one. I'm sure you've heard of most of of these, if not all of them. There was actually one film in this bracket that I had never heard of before, and I'm sure Cole's going to want to educate us I've heard on of that them film. all, but I haven't seen them all. Okay. And I've got to say, before we even start, my bracket's busted. So, Ooh. Okay. This in typical make... March Madness fashion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to start off with... You know what? Here's what we're going to do. We'll start off with our basketball bracket. Since it is March Madness, in keeping with the theme of basketball during March Madness, we'll start with our basketball bracket. And the first film that appears in our basketball bracket... Ain't no rules that the dog can't play basketball. Hey, Pat, pass the ball. What are you, the black hole of basketball? Come on! But I love basketball. I'm a dolphin. I just love it. You know, sometimes a uh, world doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, except on the basketball court. And that's good enough for me. All's fair in loving basketball, baby. 
That's just a little taste of some of wow. our honorable mentions from the basketball region. <laughs> thank you, thank you for putting the Eddie clip in there. I do enjoy the film Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg, but that's mm-hmm. not in the bracket. Mm-hmm. The first film on our basketball bracket is surprise, surprise Hoosiers. Now Hoosiers is the one seed. Yes, for those sure. sports. Again, this is a sports themed about yes. sports movies kind exactly. of exactly. So Hoosiers is about a coach with a checkered past and a local drunk uh, who train a small-town high school basketball team to become a top contender for the championship. And these synopses today brought to you by IMDb, by the way. So um, the the film that this is going up against is the film, the one film I'd never heard of before this show, and uh, it is the film The Fish That Saved Basketball. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh, <laughs> The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. See, that's how unfamiliar I am with this movie. The quick synopsis on this one. The Pittsburgh basketball team is hopeless. Maybe with the help of an astrologer and some astrologically compatible players, they can become winners. Yeah, that sums it up. No, it is a fantastic where's your, where's your movie. Where's your cricket sound effect? Yeah. Jeff yeah. inserts it when he doesn't need to sometimes. So uh, I, I want it for the record – I had never seen this film, and Cole said, you don't have to watch this. I don't care if it moves on in the bracket. I just want an opportunity to talk about it. So, Cole, take your quick opportunity to talk about it before it is quickly uh, bumped out of this bracket. Well, I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to vote for it. Because The Fish That Saves Pittsburgh is a perfect encapsulation of 1979 in the rust belt of Pittsburgh. It took place – in the the igloo, the old arena where the Penguins used to play that was okay. built out of Pittsburgh steel. Um, it was all <laughs> shot there. Um, and it's Dr. J uh, and his team filled with Pisces, uh, mm-hmm. led by Hence their astrologer, the, the Stockard Channing, um, <sighs> from West Wing fame. Uh, this kid gets the idea that because the Pittsburgh basketball team is so bad, he's going to go to any means necessary to try to fix them. Um, he draws up his own little astrological charts, goes and visits Stockard Channing, and they have open tryouts. And this wide array of folks come out and they take all the ones that are Pisces and then they go and they win the big basketball thing. And it's a great movie. Fantastic. Now oh, I don't need okay. to watch it. Okay. Argument there. I saw the trailer for this thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so great. is probably not the best word okay, to describe great. it. No, it's car wash on a basketball court. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Car Wash? No. Did okay. you ever see, like, Cookout or Soul no. Plane or any of those? Yeah. I'm sure 1979 funk. Yeah. Greatness. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately. Uh, if you're going up against Hoosiers. You got to bring a lot better game than the fish that saved Pittsburgh. I'm just going to make an executive decision because I think I have a feel for the room. Uh, unfortunately, if you're not a Pisces, you're uh, if if you are a Pisces, you are not moving on to the next round of this bracket. Mm-hmm. It's going to go to Hoosiers, the Amen. film that got an Academy Award nominee for one of the cast members. I'm not going to say which one because that may be a trivia question later on. Oh, okay. But uh, the Gene Hackman starring film. Is a, is a film that comes up a lot of times in people's minds when you think of great basketball films. Yep. Hoosiers, you're moving on to the next bracket. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Hoosiers. Okay. Okay. What did you want to say? What was the flavor of gum that he tasted like? What oh, was the flavor was of it gum Black that he Jack? had? No, dentine. Dentine. Okay. <laughs> I Interesting. Love, that's my favorite part of the movie. The coach, <laughs> the coach tells this guy to go defend a guy and he says, I want to know what flavor of gum he's chewing. 
Wow. <laughs> and he actually comes back to the bench and asks him. <laughs> wow. Dentine, dentine gum. Okay. Yep. So the next two basketball films in this bracket are Coach Carter. You may have heard of it. I had never seen it before the show, but I have now. And we. this is kind of our, our wild horse, uh, what on earth is this film doing in this bracket film? And it is the— <laughs> I'm going to say this is not a basketball Film, even is, though basketball is in the movie. There's basketball in it. It's really hard to describe what type of movie this is other than a an 80s teen comedy weird film. Yeah. And it's the beloved by many film. Oh, yes. Teen Wolf starring Michael J. Fox. I remember actually taking somebody on a date to this movie. Really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So just so that I could be well prepared for this, I actually stayed up late last night revisiting this film Teen Wolf. And I kind of agree with you, Sean. I wouldn't say that it's a basketball film. I wouldn't even call it a great film. I know that might offend some people. I I love 80s movies. I wouldn't put this up in the higher category of 80s films for me. What about you, Cole? What do you think? Teen Wolf is one that you convinced me to let into this list in exchange for me being allowed to bring the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Okay. The the end scene is really cool that it takes place in a basketball And he does it without thing. the help of his wolfness. Yes. There, mm-hmm. He learns a lesson along the way. It's a yeah. good movie, but I'm voting for the other one in this match. Sean, yeah. what's your vote going to? Uh, well, as much as I enjoy Michael J. Fox... Um, I think I will have to go with the other film as well. But uh, as an, an honorable mention that should have been on this list instead of Teen Wolf or even The Fish at, say, Pittsburgh, Glory Road. I did hear, hear a complaint about Glory Road. Mm-hmm. In fact, the very first comment I got about this list was Glory Road? Question mark. Yeah. Anyway, listen, there are other years. We may do this next year and other films may appear on the list. Not mm-hmm. your, your favorite teams aren't always going to be on the bracket, I and understand. that's okay. You know, I but, think it's I think it's unanimous because I'm also going with Coach Carter. I yep. had never seen this before, and I watched it, and I I really enjoyed it. How can you vote against Samuel L. Jackson? It was refreshing to see him in a role where he wasn't he wasn't just he wasn't yelling at people snakes. and killing people. <laughs> he was only yelling at people. Right. So yeah. it was the yelling without the killing, right. and I appreciated that. It was a nice change of pace, and it's based on a true story. I love seeing. Mm-hmm. Stories where teachers and educators are showing that they care enough about their students that they are going to ruffle some feathers in order to get their point across. I think it took the best parts of a lot of movies that I didn't care for and brought it all into one movie and made it into a great movie. Like it had elements of Lean on Me with Morgan Freeman, which I don't really care for. And it, oh, I like that movie a lot. Well, there, you know, the the idea of a lockout, and he, this is the, mm-hmm. the film where he locks uh, yeah, students and he out gets of in the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in fact, we didn't do well, it's not synopses of these films, but I think we've done enough of a synopsis for each of these films that you get the picture. And besides, we don't need to because, Coach Carter, you're moving on to the next round of this bracket. So that's going to do it for our basketball bracket. So moving on is Hoosiers and Coach Carter, if you're at home keeping score. So... I think it's only fitting now that we move on to the greatest sport, America's pastime, which is baseball. Play ball! All right, boys, let's get back to basics. This is a baseball. You just throw whatever you got, whatever's left. The boys are all here for you. We'll back you up, we'll be there. Because, Billy, we don't stink right now. 
We're the best team in baseball right now, right this minute, because of you. You're the reason. Why'd you do it? I love baseball. Go pick me out a winner, Bobby. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. You brought to my attention how much I dislike the film for love of the game. Uh, really? With Kevin Costner and John C. Riley. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was it that was that it was that cheesy. I don't remember it being that cheesy. Among well, our it's... other honorable mentions with for yeah. the love of the game were forty two. Oh true. Yeah. Uh, I see, did have a couple of those comments. I have a poster of that in my office right now. And the biggest snub I think was the natural. Yes. Okay. Very much so. I, I want to make a comment about The Natural. I had at least three comments about The Natural being omitted from this list, one of which was, The Natural got left out? Count me out. Right. So we had somebody that was so upset, he was not even willing to fill out the bracket for this amazingly fun game that we're doing right now. So I'm sorry, but uh, we we could only limit it to four. And there's one film that I would have replaced. Uh, I would have put The Natural in place of this film that we're going to talk about. But Cole got his way in this department. And we'll let him defend this film here in just a minute. But uh, the first two films that we're going to talk about, we'll give you the synopsis of each film. Field of Dreams is going up against the film that I would have seen off the list, but that Cole insisted that we put on here yes a league of their own absolutely so let me give you the synopses of these films real quick field of dreams an iowa corn farmer hearing voices interprets them as a command to build a baseball diamond in his fields okay nominated for best picture it's got kevin costner james earl jones and a lot of other famous people Uh, A league of their own. Two sisters join the first female professional baseball league and struggle to help it succeed amidst their own growing rivalry. And uh, I am super curious to hear which of these films is moving on. I already know, obviously, which film is going on. The film that was nominated for Best Picture has one of the greatest lines in a movie ever. And I'm sure the same argument is going to be brought up for a league of their own. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, um, <laughs> other things a field of dreams has going for it. It's entirely confusing, has no cohesive um, elements, is, uh, wow. isn't really I'm a sorry. baseball movie. Wow. Oh, it's a baseball movie. <laughs> All, I watch it every year on opening day. How is it not a baseball movie? And this movie is going to connect with another film that we're going to talk about here in just a minute, which involves the 1919 Black Sox, a.k.a. Yes. the White Sox. Uh, who are prominently featured in this film. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, and I I won't get to what The Whisper says because that's going to be the trivia question in case this film loses, okay? But, yeah, for me, it's got to be Field of Dreams all the way. When you talk about baseball movies, just like basketball, that Hoosiers comes up in the conversation, you say baseball movies – Field of Dreams is definitely one of the first ones that come up in my mind. So for me, Field of Dreams has got to move on. Uh, I think baseball movies, uh, I'm sorry, uh, left out one of my favorite, Pride of the Yankees. Yes. I know it's old. Yes. But I'm sorry. It's, you know. And it's. There, how it's, do you not have Gary Cooper on the list? Lou Gehrig is such a famous exactly. person who but, was stricken with, with a disease, ALS, right. that. People associate that disease with, with Lou Gehrig. Right. So, Sean, 
You say, it sounds like you like both of these movies. I do. But I had a tough choice. Pick, it was a tough choice to and... pick. But I have to say, uh, despite the no crying in baseball, which is one of my favorite, favorite line, scenes uh, on, on, on the big screen at all, I have to go with Field of Dreams. Yes! Yes! I'm so it's excited. It's still not unanimous because A League of mm-hmm. Their Own is beautiful. So both of these, oh, it is. Both of these movies are also similar because they tie in very well with familial relationships. Yes, very much um, so. Field of Dreams has a big cryy moment at the end whenever... I mean, spoilers for a 27-year-old movie or whatever. But, but, but <laughs> for a baseball movie, the 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 thing that turned, put me over the edge for Field of Dreams is the James Earl Jones speech at the end of the movie. Which Ooh. almost got cut. Which almost okay, did get yeah. cut. So this reminds me uh, – this is the trivia question for A League of Their Own since that is the losing film. What is – and everybody knows this. But what is Tom Hanks' famous line in the film that is repeated so many times? Uh, the one that I just said? There's no, There's no crying, crying in baseball. In baseball. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if you want to really get into it, you could say, are you crying? Mm-hmm. Are you crying? There's and no crying in baseball. I will say this about A League of Their Own. Uh, an amazing cast. Yes. Amazing cast. A mm-hmm. hu- like an all-star cast of female cast members. Tom Hanks, John Lovitz. A great, great cast. John Lovitz was so Madonna. So a little bit of that movie, yeah. But he was good, yeah. As that, absolutely. So feel the dreams. Gina Davis, absolutely, uh, just fantastic. Peak Rosie O'Donnell, just making comments throughout the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Field of dreams. You are moving on, and I'm a little terrified to know who's moving on in this next category because this. For me, is an even more difficult decision to make, and it's another two great baseball films. You have Moneyball, which is really a movie that's more about the business side of yes. baseball than it is about baseball. And if if there's one complaint that I have about this film is that the films, the scenes that actually uh, show baseball in it being played are not filmed all that well, in my opinion. I don't think so. I can see that. Yeah. Um, And it's not really what they're trying to focus on. They're really focusing more on this character of Billy Bean, and I'll give you the synopsis of Moneyball. Oakland A's general manager Billy Bean's successful attempt to assemble a baseball team on a lean budget by employing computer-generated analysis to acquire new players. It also has a great cast. And it recreates one of the one of baseball's great moments, yes. where they had this uh, they had this huge lead. They were ahead by eleven runs or so, mm-hmm. and they blew the lead. Yeah. But they come back at the last minute, and it's a great moment for pre-Marvel Chris Pratt as uh, Hatterberg. <laughs> is it Scott, I think it's Scott Hatterberg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't spoil that, but that's the the synopsis for Moneyball. Now the synopsis for the other great baseball film. Eight Men Out, which has a much better cast than Moneyball by far. A movie about the Black Sox or White Sox scandal when the underpaid Chicago White Sox accepted bribes to deliberately lose the 1919 World Series. And Cole, I want to hear what your opinion on these two films is and which one you think should move on to the next round. I will be voting for Moneyball in Mm. between these Mm. two. Um, Eight Men Out is very good and and I'm I like that these two kind of got the matchup because it's two true stories um, as opposed – 
um, as opposed to Field of Dreams. Um, but mm-hmm. <laughs> no, these two true stories are very interesting to people that like the history of sports. Um, 1919 was a very, very long time ago, and the Oakland Athletics was much more recent. But I think that the... I think that the storytelling within the like focusing on one character, Billy Bean with Moneyball, worked a lot better than trying to spread it out to Shoeless Joe Jackson and to all the other characters within Eight Men Out. Okay, Sean, I don't agree with Cole on this one. So you are really going to be the tiebreaker here. So the pressure is on. And if the film that I want does not move on, I at least want an opportunity to say my piece, and then we can go to commercial break. But, Sean, well, which film is moving on to the next round? Um, because I grew up in the Bay Area. <gasps> you wouldn't. I saw this happen. <sighs> Actually, it was after I moved, it was after I moved uh, away from the Bay Area. But this, to me, was one of the, the greatest seasons because the season before this, the Oakland A's made the playoffs, and they were trying to make the playoffs again. But a bunch of the players that they had on that team went away due to free agency. They went to the Yankees. They went to, I believe, one of them even went to Boston. There was there were five or six good players that left the team for more money. Yeah, well, yes, and which is a natural thing that happens in baseball. But Billy Bean still put together a team. That made the playoffs the next year, and it's and the struggle that they had in the office and Jonah Hill's performance in that movie. I'm voting Moneyball. Oh, I also no. like that these two have the cheap owner angle yes. both going for yes. them as well. Exactly, um, they lost all their players for the Athletics because their owner wasn't willing to pay what the Yankees exactly. were. Exactly, and many say that the Black Sox were were urged towards the nefarious yeah, things that they, they did because they, they weren't were getting, getting paid, paid enough yeah. and free agency didn't even exist in 1919. Exactly. So it looks like Eight Men Out has thrown the game for a little Again. extra money that they yeah. never really actually saw. That's the tragedy <laughs> of this film. I'm because I'm not. <laughs> the, the reason I'm so sad about this is I think this is the greatest sports tragedy Ever. You have, watch the I, yeah, you yeah. watch the film Eight Men Out and your heart is just broken into a hundred pieces for these baseball players. You have the ones that were very uh very want very much wanting to do this, and you have some players that were more reluctant, like Shoeless Joe, who actually played his best. Yes. But he took the money. That's the problem. Right. The real tragedy and the, the story you, you mentioned the different perspectives. The story does tend to sway toward Buck Weaver's perspective, played by John Cusack. Mm -hmm. And his is really a tragic story, his and Shoeless Joe's, but his especially because he never took a dime and he never threw any game. He played his best, too. His problem was he didn't come forward with the information that his team players or his team members were doing this. That's why he was banned from baseball for life, along with all these others. And it has a great final scene with Shoeless Joe taking off his hat and waving to the very mediocre league that he's playing in because he has been banned for life. Great film. And I guess we can take some solace in the fact that the Black Sox did move on in the bracket in the form of Field of Dreams. True. But I'll never forgive the two of you, just like the little boy will never forgive Shoeless Joe when he said, Say, say it, it ain't so, so Joe. Joe. Say it ain't so. Even if he probably didn't actually say it. <sighs> yeah, more than likely not. Actually, well, it may have just been a creation of a, of a newspaper article. But anyway, we need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be getting these other two categories in. 
and see what else is moving on in our sports movie bracket here on Screen Cleaning. I've had a good cry. We're back here on Screen Cleaning to move on to the rest of our sports movie bracket. So just if you're keeping score, the the films that are moving on so far are Field of Dreams, Moneyball, Hoosiers, and Coach Carter. So we've gotten baseball and basketball out of the way. Now we're going to move on to our other two categories, the first of which is our racing category. Next up, the 5,000 meter with America's record-breaking Don Lash leading the American team. Gentlemen, start your engines! Secretary searching from the gate. They will love you or they will hate you. Does not matter. Because either way, when you're out there, you're on your own. I don't know why I'm doing it anymore. You don't climb into a T-180 to be a driver. You do it because you're driven. Whoa, that sounds captivating. By the way, I neglected to give out the two trivia questions for a couple of films that did not move on in the bracket. So for Eight Men Out, here's the trivia question. What is the team that they threw the series to? Or what's the team that they technically lost to? Cincinnati Reds, right? Cincinnati Reds, that's Mm -hmm. right. And then for Teen Wolf... Uh, name the other iconic and much better and huger film that came out that same year as Teen Wolf. And actually, Teen Wolf came out just a couple of months after this film. Can anybody name what it is? With Michael J. Fox also? Yes. Yeah. Back to the, yeah, yeah, we'll back to the back future. future. Back to the future. And I love that Doc, portrayed by Christopher Lloyd, was also represented in this bracket in the film Eight Men Out. And unfortunately, he is out of this bracket. So moving on to the racing category, we have the films Chariots of Fire, which is going up against The Cannonball Run, and Seabiscuit, which is going up against Talladega Nights, the the ballad of Uh, Ricky Ricky, Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Yes. So that was another one of the films that was thrown in there that is – Kind of like, what on earth? But it makes a little more sense than maybe, say, Teen Wolf. Uh, it's racing. Let's start I don't know with what doesn't make see, sense about it. Uh, you got to throw Logan Lucky in, into this. That, I'm sorry. That could be another year for another bracket. Mm-hmm. But we're first, let's do Chariots of Fire and the Cannonball Run. I've seen both, and it's not going to take me much time to say <laughs> that the film that's moving on for me is uh, – it's going to do so in slow motion, by the way, if that's any hint. Dun, 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 Chariots dun, 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 of Fire. Thank you. It's kind of a mix between that and like uh, $6 million man, yeah, right? it is. Yeah. OK. So Chariots of Fire, hands down, moving on in the bracket for me. Still won't be unanimous though because I'm what? going to defend Cannonball Run, <gasps> which is an awesome, cool story about a race, a it cross-country should, should race. It should be noted that Cole was the one that put this on the list. Not so surprising. Go ahead. Because it's fun. and <laughs> Yes, I agree with that. Because Dom DeLuise gets together and they – so they get in this ambulance uh, to avoid – suspicion for speeding all mm-hmm. the way across the country mm-hmm. um, as they race from one end to the other right. with a bunch of other characters. Right. It's, mm-hmm. So it's not as good as a couple other like wacky race kind of m- movies like it's Mad, okay. Mad 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 World, but it still mm-hmm. gets an ensemble cast together. They have hijinks along the way. And, and there's two 
other cars sequels. go around. True. There's two? I thought there was just the I one. I think there's two. So, Sean, let's move on from this one. The, i got to break the tie here, huh? Yeah. What's it going to be? Uh, hands down, Chariots of Fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just You don't have to apologize. You it, really don't have to apologize. No. I, I, I'm sorry. An Olympic story versus Burt Reynolds and... <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Winters, who are hilarious, by the way. I, the, that is that is the reason to see that movie, mm-hmm. is Burt Reynolds and, jo- and Jonathan Winters. And the outtakes and for during faucet. the credits. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cole, you hit on a, a key phrase in your description, which was not as good as. And that's apparent because uh, Chariots of Fire is moving on in the bracket. So here is the trivia question for... Uh, I've already forgotten the cannonball the film. Yeah, run. it's not forgettable. <laughs> the Cannonball Run, uh, which, by the way, we did not give the synopses of these movies. Chariots mm-hmm. of Fire, two British track athletes, <clears throat> one a determined Jewish person mm-hmm. or Jew, and the other a devout Christian compete in the 1924 Olympics. The Cannonball Run, a wide variety of eccentric competitors participate in a wild and illegal cross-country road race. Which martial arts favorite... Has a role in this film. Jackie Chan Jackie plays Chan. an, an yes. Asian team that comes together mm-hmm. in this like computerized an car that's Jackie future. Chan at the yeah. time. Yeah. But he gets a fight scene yes, that looks really cool yes. when I, they all get together and kind of fight the ruffians yep. at the end of the race. I wanted to highlight because when I saw that Jackie Chan was in this movie, I was excited. Terry Bradshaw is also in this oh movie. If we're talking about wow. athletes, and then Roger Moore oh, playing yes. Roger Moore is also great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay, Chariots of Fire, you, mm-hmm. you're clearly moving on. So our next two films in the racing category, Seabiscuit and Talladega Nights. Now, I want to go on the record by saying, uh, although Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, does elicit some chuckles from me, I, I think it is is not one of the better Adam McKay movies, not by a long shot. Um, it does have another great cast in it and one of the many collaborations between Will Ferrell and John C. C. Riley. Yeah. Let me quickly give you the synopses of these films. Seabiscuit, the true story of the undersized Depression-era racehorse whose victories lifted not only the spirits of the team behind it but also – those of their nation. And Talladega Nights, the ballad of Ricky Bobby, number one NASCAR driver Ricky Bobby stays atop the heap thanks to a pact with his best friend and teammate Cal mm-hmm. Naughton Jr. But when a French Formula One driver makes his way up the ladder, Ricky Bobby's talent and devotion are put to the test. And that description uh, Formula makes this, un driver. Yeah, that description makes this film sound uh, more serious than it is. It's not a serious movie at all. I am actually going to – I shouldn't say actually. It's no surprise that I'm going to vote for Seabiscuit to move on in this bracket. Sean, how about you? I want I'm, – I'm, I'm still undecided, so Well, we know ahead, that Cole. I'm not going to agree with Jeff in any I'm voting for Talladega Nights because it's truly maybe a but top I could be swa- five. I could be swayed here by either argument. So oh, no. Please go right ahead. For that. It's a top five hilarious movie from the mid-2000s. It is the best collaboration between Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. It's the NASCAR angle, Sean. which Sean loves, Sean. and I know I can get him there. Seabiscuit nominated for Best Picture. Seabiscuit, two hours and 20 minutes of boring <laughs> horse racing. No, no, no. Based on the wonderful Laura Hildebrand, I think I got that name right, book, which mm-hmm. is an amazing listen. It's also a great film. Has another great cast and horse racing has got to move on the bracket because it is another one of america's great pastimes and there have been so many horse movies that have been made this is one of the better ones and it's got to move on 
Over a NASCAR, silly NASCAR movie, Talladega Nights, the ballad of Ernie Bobby. There isn't enough humor in this bracket, and this is the funniest wow. movie that we have, and it must move on. Sean, what's it going to be? Um, I'm going to agree with Cole. Oh, yes, my I have, goodness. I have to go with Talladega wow. Nights on this one. This is going to break so this many the, brackets. I'm sorry, this is an upset, You I don't. Think. You yes. don't understand how many brackets you are breaking at, with this careless, callous move. A careless whisper? Wow. But uh, if I had more time, I would argue this, but it's, it's I'm, okay. I'm sorry. I have right. to. I, I agree. Okay. We need so, a comedy. So here is the quick trivia question. Percy uh, Biscuit? What is the radio personality name of William H. Macy's character in this film? Oh, shoot. I don't remember. In the film Seabiscuit. I don't think I've ever made it through this movie without falling asleep, so I don't know. The nickname of William H. Macy's radio personality in Seabiscuit is Tick Tock McLaughlin. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I don't, we don't have to remember that because it's I did not like Tobey Maguire's performance okay, in that movie. Thank but you. I'm sorry. John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, hilarious. And when you're racing with a cougar. Ooh. Okay. This one we really need to fly through. It's yep. our kids' movies category. Oh, well, I can. I can the I four can. films, we won't give the synopses of these films, but we've People got the Mighty, du- the Mighty Ducks versus The Love Bug, and we've got The Sandlot versus Space Jam. Hands, hands down, I've already got a winner out of all four. Okay, but you may you may not get that chance if it doesn't move on. So uh, the Mighty Ducks and Love Bug, Cole, what did you choose? Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks here. Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks, it's unanimous. That is Woo-hoo! the first unanimous vote of the night. I think we had one other one. With eh. uh, uh, we, we don't have time for that. Okay, and now between Sandlot and Space Jam, I'm going with the Sandlot. Space yeah. Jam? Ha- oh, come on. Wow. The Sand Lot. Okay. No. Sand uh, oh. Lot is moving on. All right. Now we have the difficult task. You're killing me, Smalls. Yes. A lot of iconic lines in that film. We we have the difficult task now of very quickly uh, narrowing down this list even more. It's down to eight films. So in our baseball category, Cole, are you going with Field of Dreams or Moneyball. Yeah, so as much as I've ragged on Field of Dreams when it was up against a superior movie, that's the one I'm voting for now. Wow. Yes, Field of Dreams. I have to go with Field of Dreams because I've got to get my 1919 White Sox in there. <laughs> and it has a great line, which we're not going to read yet because that's our trivia question. But Moneyball, uh, Billy Bean turns down a hefty contract to manage which, at the time, cursed team? The Boston Red Sox. That is correct. Yes. So feel the dreams. You're moving on. Now, Which the, the guy who actually took the job, oh gosh, took the team to the World Series. That's true. I'm glad he did. And, uh, okay, between Chariots of Fire and Talladega Nights, which film are we going with, gentlemen? Talladega Nights again. Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire here. So keep that slow motion run going on the beach. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Talladega Nights. Here's your trivia question, Cole. Uh, what what are the nicknames of Will Ferrell Shake and, and Bake? There you go. There you go. Shake and Bake. Yes. Thank you very much. So, I'm sorry. That's one of the funniest lines in the movie as well. <laughs> Every line is funny in yeah. the movie. All right. Hoosiers versus Coach Carter. I will vote Coach Carter because it's a more modern and better shot version of a lot of the same aspects and a lot of the same story. Okay. And I prefer Samuel L. Jackson to Gene Hackman also. Okay. Sean O'Neill? See, for me, it's the backstory of the uh, Dennis um, – I can't remember the name. his last name now. 
Well, uh, uh, the 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 guy who plays the drunk, the son oh, of the drunk. That's yes. the trivia question. Oh, so I'm so not going to tell you who it is. Okay, so okay. Well, but that's that backstory to me it makes the movie, um, and so I'm voting Hoosiers. I'm in the same position that Sean was just in a minute ago, and I'm going to do something that is probably going to break a lot of brackets. And I don't know if it's just because I've seen this film more recently or if it's because it speaks to me, speaks to me more or if this other film seems like it doesn't hold up as well over the years. Which it doesn't. I'm going to go with Coach Carter. Oh, my oh. goodness. I can't oh. believe I said that. And we're breaking brackets left and right here on the show. Oh, we need to move on before there's a riot on our hands. Okay. The last, uh, we need to choose between the Mighty Ducks and the Sandlot. Oh, no question. Ducks fly together. No question. Sandlot. Whoa. 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 Uh now it's You're up to saying you, Jeff. the Mighty Ducks mm-hmm. Sandlot. and the Sandlot. I, it's not even difficult for me, and it's not going to go the way you might think, but the Mighty Ducks oh, are moving no. on to the no. next bracket. So we need to very oh, quickly share terrible. these other couple of trivia questions uh, with you. So we had, let's see, Hoosiers, who plays the drunk in the film Hoosiers, that, of course, is Dennis Hopper, Dennis Dennis Hopper. Hopper yep, yep. who was nominated for an Oscar for that role. Yep. We Those two, those last two categories are going to upset a lot of people, I'm telling you right now. Well, it's already upsetting me. In the Sandlot, Smalls uses his stepfather's baseball, which has been signed by what legendary ball player? Oh, come on. The Bambino. The great Bambino, Babe Ruth. Now. We are going to break this bracket down one more time here for you, okay? We're going to br- we're going to narrow it down to two. So, Cole, between Field of Dreams and Chariots of Fire, what is moving on to and this, the this final This is the first four? time we have inter-sport competition. Yes. So, is a racing movie or a baseball movie better? In this case, it is baseball. Sean O'Neill, what's moving on? Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams, it is... And uh, Chariots of Fire, the only film in this bracket to win this Oscar. What is Best Picture? That is correct, Sean O'Neill. And then in closing here, Coach Carter is going up against the Mighty Ducks. Cole, what's it going to be? The Mighty Ducks. (gasps) Sean, please don't make this decision difficult for me. Uh, It's already difficult for me. Okay. Because neither one of my choices are on, on this list. So I'm just... Um, I, 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 I'm almost flipping a coin here. Okay. Because I, I just, oh. Uh, Quickly. Uh, let's go with Coach Carter. And I'm going to say the Mighty Ducks. So next week oh. on Screen Cleaning, you will see not only who wins out of Field of Dreams and the Mighty Ducks, you're going to get our other bracket next week. That's coming up here on Screen Cleaning. But hey, turns out y'all don't have to wait. It's me again. Thank you for listening back on our very first ever bracket challenge we did here on Screen Cleaning. And uh, listening back, it actually makes sense that we did a bracket. We're talking about sports movies. It was March at the time with the whole March Madness NCAA tournament bracket that goes on. But we just loved the idea of it that we kept doing it. If you go back in our podcast feed, you can find our Halloween movies bracket and also a Marvel movies bracket that we did right around the release of Endgame. This is all getting you ready for our movie trilogies bracket that is coming up. So uh, this is just your periodic reminder to go check out the podcast description and vote for your favorite trilogies of all time. 
Now, Jeff from 2018, go ahead and tell the folks what the other half of the sports bracket focuses on. The four categories we're covering today in the second bracket are football, documentaries, fighting, and miscellaneous. That's probably the one I'm looking forward to the most (laughs) because there are going to be a couple of films Mm -hmm. that probably – don't belong on the list of greatest sports movie ever, but they're going to move on in Just the bracket. Just because their sports don't conform to your preconceived notions of what a sport should be, Jeffrey, does not mean don't that they me aren't wrong. great sports movies. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be voting for said films. Okay, because you have no other choice. They're in a bracket all to themselves. No, I genuinely <laughs> do like those movies. Okay, good. Anyway, let's stop being ambiguous and get on to the specifics. Let's start off with. A category that I'm sure very many people are passionate about, and that is football. This team is your family, Michael. You have to protect them from those guys, okay? I'm Dick Vermeil. Let's Polly. I would be honored if you play football for this team. Me? Play football? Yes. I love football. I love everything about it. I love Friday nights when you're looking for a win and Saturday morning when you found one. And those are just a few of our honorable mentions from the football category. The Blind Side, The Water Boy, and Radio. And Invincible was in there. He had Dick Vermeil introducing himself to the star of the Philadelphia-themed movie, um, uh, Vince Papali, Mark Wahlberg. Yep. (laughs) Well, I am super excited because a couple of these films people are very passionate about, I know. And the first two films... Well, I'll I'll just list the four. We've got Rudy matching up against We Are Marshall. Remember the Titans matching up against Friday Night Lights. Interesting note about these films. Hmm. They are all based on true stories, each and every one of them. And they have all taken creative license. That is based, (laughs) yes. I I find it funny that that, uh, some of my fellow critics criticize movies when they they get – Things wrong from history, and I'm thinking, you know what? It's a movie, folks. Right. And documentaries it's, is going to be a whole different category exactly, that we tackle later yes. on. But but people These complain about about things, you know that oh well that wasn't that wasn't correct in this movie because this happened here and this happened here. Well, it's a fictional portrayal of the story, Come right? On. And I mean, any storyteller is going to spice things up. A little bit, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Another interesting thing that cropped up in these four football movies, they're all about either high school or college football. Yeah, no um, pro. No there pro. Were, there were a lot of either mm-hmm. pro football movies or a bunch of lonely adults getting together to form ragtag football groups uh, that did not make the cut. I'm going to say, why didn't Wildcats make the cut? <laughs> Wildcats? I don't think I'm familiar with that. Goldie Hawn coaching a high school oh, football team? right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, let's just jump right into it. We've First, we've got Rudy and We Are Marshall squaring off against one another. Uh, I'm going to guess – so first of all, Rudy, the story of Rudy – well, I, I'm not going to give you his – no, that's not part of the trivia. Rudy Rudiger, yep. who uh, – it's his lifelong dream to play for Notre Dame or right. Notre Dame, right? Mm-hmm. Spends the entire film – you know, trying to reach that point, and he finally attains his dream. So this is a story that's very personal for a lot of people because it's a story about achieving your dreams and working hard to get there. Yes. It's squaring off against We Are Marshall, a very tragic story Oh yeah, where uh, this entire football team is wiped out in a plane crash, 
And so Matthew McConaughey's character has to come in and put together a whole entire different team. A lot of people are not interested in putting together a team right. as a way of honoring the team that exactly. has fallen. They think, well, that, that should that should be the end. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, so he's 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 got a job that not a lot of people would envy. No, not and at all. not an easy job at all. Two, in my opinion, very good films. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and cast my vote though for what? What is it? John? I'm just waiting. Oh, okay, I'm waiting. I'm going to cast my vote for. You know, now your hesitancy or your anticipation not... of my vote has made me second-guess myself. Why? So I'm going to make you vote first. I'm, getting, okay. I'm reading the story. I think John's getting ready to cheer for you. Okay. Just go ahead and say it. Spit it out, Jeff. I don't want to. I'm I want to hear no, what you guys I'm interested in seeing which one he chooses. I'm not ready to cheer okay. for either I one. will say Rudy. Someone's got to make the first choice. Rudy, Rudy right. is the better movie. I'm going with Rudy. Okay. Do we have a, a, a sound queued up for when we're, we've unanimously It only happened once voted. last time during the first round, and yes, I do. I well, too. We should just be chanting. Rudy, Rudy, That's what, Rudy, 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 Rudy. Okay, so we're unanimous on Rudy. However, I will say We Are Marshall is definitely a film oh, you should good. take another look good. at. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and, and it's, it's unique in a sports movie because – for a, a sports movie because unlike most sports movies where they're winning the whole time, teams that they probably shouldn't be winning – we are Marshall. I mean, especially movies that aren't based on a true story, right. or movies but, that aren't comedies, because it's always funny to laugh at yeah. a team losing. In We Are Marshall, the focus isn't on winning; it's on rebuilding, and they do a great job of it in the movie. And they do win a, fu- a film finally. And in, in fact, here's the trivia question: The herd's first post-crash victory is a 15-13 win against this university in the first home game of the season. Oh. I would be surprised if you knew it. So I'll guess maybe West Virginia. Okay. I know that's an actual rival of Marshall that they normally play every year. Xavier University. Xavier, Which okay. doesn't have yeah. a football team anymore, speaking oh, of teams. Oh, that... jeez. All right. Okay, so Rudy is moving on to the next round. Next. The next two films that, were, that are going head-to-head against one another, Remember the Titans and Friday Night Lights. I, uh, okay. Remember the Titans. This is about a team that – oh, I can't say it because it's it's the trivia question in case well, it does lose. Oh, dear. A very winning Ooh. team, let's just say. Okay. The very, name of the coach? That's not, that's the, not the trivia question. Herman Boone, Denzel Den- Washington. Denzel Washington, Okay, yes. so I'm glad those aren't the trivia questions. A very winning team, let's just say. Yes. Um, and – They're kind of forced to take on a new coach? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Remember the tight – no, uh, Friday Night Lights, also, as we said, based on a true story. Uh, the coach is portrayed by Billy Bob Thornton, and it's in a town mm-hmm. where – I mean, a lot of these so towns – So this is the movie, not the TV show. Right. <laughs> okay. A lot of these towns, like, football is everything. It means so, everything for them. James Vanderbeek. No, no, no. Not that's, James, uh, James Vanderbeek. That's Varsity Blues. That's Varsity Blues, yeah. So Sorry. Friday Night Lights – is I what I enjoy about this film is the the football players are not cast or they're not casted by they're not being portrayed not by A-list actors actors. that are yeah they're just okay. kind of people that look like they would just be everyday football high school football high school, players yeah yeah players um 
I am going to choose Remember the Titans. Now, having said that, I, I'm not going to say Remember the Titans is a perfect film. I will. It's a little cheesy in my <laughs> my opinion. But Gee, I wonder what won already. The reason I'm saying uh, Remember the Titans is because Friday Night Lights for me is kind of a downer. I don't remember watching this film and cheering for any one of the players. I'm not cheering for the coach. I don't think there's a single likable person in the entire film. There are maybe a couple of characters you sympathize with, mm-hmm. but I just didn't care for any of the characters. For, okay, so uh, play the sound effect because we are unanimous once again. Um, for me, Remember the Titans is the better movie because of the kid actor who plays the coach's daughter who is just so involved with football. And the it whole is thing is told incredible. from Hayden Panettiere's like, point of view. Exactly. She's our entry point character, yeah. and she's just a side That's from the, the best the... character Hayden yeah. Panettiere has ever, has ever done. And her and her her um, interactions with Denzel Washington are just <laughs> fantastic. All right. So there were a number of trivia questions I could have used. Oh, no, no. That was for Remember the Titans. Maybe we, we won't even use that one. But for Friday Night, Night, Friday Night Lights... What was the method used to break the three-way tie for first place? They flipped a coin? Flipped a coin. That is correct, Sean O'Neill. Which well done. It's true to life. Yeah, it is. How do you do that with three <laughs> with three people, with three teams, though? Break out that There's three-sided coin. two sides to right. the no. can, can I plug how amazing Remember the Titans is just a little bit? I mean, we admit that I... I'm voting for it. And yes. Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. gets a great consolation prize because they had a fantastic, one of the best TV shows of all time. Um, the emergence of Michael B. Jordan over there and, yeah. and Taylor Kitsch and some great acting over on the TV side. But movie-wise, Jesse Plemons. Remember the Titans is going to be the film that, I root f- that I'm voting for for at least a few rounds here because Whoa. it is one of my favorite sports movies. It does what Hoosiers can't in that it actually makes the players the important part of the story. So this is another hmm. story. It's another mm-hmm. story that's told about the coach. It's the coach well, coming in and being a new coach and being unliked. Yeah, but, but it he's... actually makes the players characters and exactly. gives them personality and gives them conflict that they have to work through. Well, that's because not only are there is there a new coach in Remember the Titans, but that new coach brings players into the team From two different teams exactly has, they have to coalesce they yes. have to become one it is and in the next round i'll tell you more about why it's okay. perfect movie. so the reason you voted for remember the titans is the same reason i didn't vote for friday night lights the characters yes Fair. all right so in our next category let's hear the let's hear our sounder for documentaries what if i told you the reason we're here, y'all, is not just to win football games, but to reach your hearts through something you love. It was Dogtown, and Dogtown was a place where you had to have eyes in the back of your head. There wouldn't be any X Games if it wasn't for that whole scene. I've done something new for this fight. I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. <laughs> Thank you for putting in that Muhammad Ali clip there. That was from When We Were Kings. When We Were Kings. Fantastic documentary. The Academy Award winning Mm -hmm. documentary, which unfortunately is not on our list of four documentaries for today. These documentaries that are in the bracket are Hoop Dreams. I think a lot of people would include Hoop Dreams on a the famous documentaries bracket. Mm -hmm. Regardless of sports or not, it's it's a documentary. It's a right. documentary. A film I am very passionate about, but probably very few people have heard of, The King of Kong. Yep. We have O.J. Made in America and Pumping Iron. So this is going to be a very Arnold. interesting 
category, although I'm sure I already know which two films are going to move on to the next bracket. Let's start off with Hoop Dreams and The King of Kong. All right. Um, can I just put in a plug before we start ranting and raving about Hoop Dreams? You can defend your movie, Jeff. Go ahead. You, you let me many times last week defend movies that were not as good as the ones they were going up against. Now the it's King your of, turn. The King of Kong, it's definitely one of the more unique films on this bracket. It uh, portrays – it tells the story of two video gamers mm-hmm. who are facing off against one another to try to one-up each other on the greatest score ever for the arcade game Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. This is the most entertaining documentary I believe I've ever seen. It's short. I think it's less than an hour and a half. Um, it's directed by a famous comedy director. So there there are humorous elements in the film and there are actually other video games that creep up in the film. It is so entertaining. And how do you – how do you create this less than hour and a half uh, minute documentary involving arcade games and still be able to create characters that you genuinely care for? There's the the kind of the the reigning champion who's got like the the 80s long hair still, and he's kind of portrayed as this rock star in the movie. He, he is a goof. And then there's this there's this everyday humble nice guy dad who I believe like the day that he signs. The papers for his new house, he loses his job. Yes. You really feel for this guy. Exactly. And he's not he's not pompous. He's he doesn't brag like this other guy does. He's just a humble guy and you really root for him. Uh the King of Kong, I am actually going to ruffle some feathers, and I, just for the sake of ruffling feathers, I'm going to vote for the King of Kong to move on to the next round of our March movie or March Madness movie bracket, The King of Kong. I think I have a, an idea where Cole's going with this one. Oh, sure. So yeah. uh, Hoop Dreams, just like you were obligated to root for Hoosiers last week, even if it's not a totally perfect movie and might not hold up perfectly, Hoop Dreams really is a Citizen Kane of of sports documentaries. It is the one that is put on the pedestal. I'm glad you brought up the length of King of Kong being under an hour and a half. Hoop Dreams was intended to just be about a half hour short about how these guys were preparing to get to the NBA as kids. Really? I yeah, but it ends that. up being three and hours. And then he ends yeah. up having – but and it's three hours out of – over 250 hours of footage that they shot to get it all together. It's a documentary that won an Oscar for best film editing because they took all right. of this, that's honed a, it into an actual impressive. story, got it into three, got it in under three hours, and and it's remarkable. And it's it's a compelling story of two children. It's a story about race relations and class in America. It tells everything through a frame of sports in just an amazing, amazing way. And really one of the more realistic – I mean obviously it's a documentary. documentary so it, 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 it reminds you that things don't always – have the happiest of endings or and that's things, the amazing thing so watching right? it for the first time you gen when the the one kid's getting ready to shoot some free throws to send his team to state it's real you you can't tell narratively if the director was going to just choose to have them win or lose this right. is real life and he misses both free throws and mm. they don't go to state and he gets injured the next year and his mm-hmm. hoop dreams are dashed and it's it's just it comes at you. It's so good. By the way, if you do any follow up on some of the characters portrayed in the film, some of their families. Uh, oh, it's uh, so sad. They they lose family members who are murdered in attempted yeah. thefts. It's, sure, these are these are real people with serious problems. Um, but 
you know, we don't have to feel too bad for them. They were portrayed in this film, and they went on to have good lives despite some mm-hmm. of their circumstances. And I think that's one of the happier endings of the film is that, you know, they didn't make the sport their lives. They went on and, and had other careers And I think that is an important message in some of these sport films that we don't often see, like Friday Night Lights, that was their life, was football. There was nothing outside of that. If I don't attain this, there's nothing else Mm -hmm. for me. But it looks like um, we got a split vote so far. (gasps) It's one and one. So I get to be the deciding vote here. I think I know what you're going to do. You do? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, but I'm anxious to hear what you say. Well, okay, I have not seen either of these movies all the way through. It's a commitment for Hoop Dreams, for sure. Yeah, I understand that. Um, so basically what I did is I tried to watch – because I know I didn't have time, Okay. first of all. So I watched the first bit of each movie, and I have to say there was one movie that drew me in a lot closer and, and made me more interested than the other one um, did within the first few minutes. Um, I'm, I'm talking about li- about half an hour of each one. Actually. Okay, okay. Um, and so I have to say that um, I'm picking King of Kong. <gasps> Sean O'Neill, the ruffle or the feather ruffler of the century. Wow! If a 16 seed can beat a one seed in the real NCAA tournament, I guess <laughs> that a video game wow. movie can beat Hoop Dreams in a sports movie's bracket. It, in my opinion. Like I said, this is the most entertaining documentary it I've is. ever seen. I, I was so entertained by this. It was it was fantastic, and it's it, it's it's got to be what, what was it? Where was it? When was it made? In like ninety two or something? Um, I want to say it, right it was here. early two thousands. But it, it has in an hour and a half. You have these characters. Two thousand seven, actually. You care deeply for, and you're rooting for. I, every time I see commercials nowadays for these video game competitions. Oh, I know. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this, that that's is... nothing like what what was going on before, right? I and I, the, the uh... passion that these guys had was incredible. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I didn't, I didn't feel the passion of the kids as, it, I, I, and I'm sure it comes Hoop later. Hoop Dreams in the is move. a slow burn. Yeah, if you're it only sure going to watch a half yeah. hour, I can I, understand. Yeah, that's okay. Wow. <laughs> still, as a movie maker, you should still draw me in I can't, quicker, I think. I, I can't tell you how excited I am right now. There's hope for King of Kong. Oh, by the way, we'll the, see about that. The trivia question for Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams. The NBA I want you to name the NBA Do I have to sing the song? <laughs> no, no. Hoop Dreams. Uh the NBA star mentioned throughout the film that attended St. Joseph High School, one of the central schools in the film. Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Very good. Well done. In fact, that was that was one of the parts that I still remember is the the kid driving to the school with the the scout, mm-hmm. so to speak. That that scout was a little weird to me too. <laughs> but uh, true to life. But, sometimes but the the filmmaker in the back of the car asked, "So what if Isaiah's there at the school?" Mm. And then he and is. Then he was there. <laughs> That is it's awesome. It's almost like they planned it. I know. No, it's all right. You should still see Hoop Dreams, though. Very, oh, very yeah, good I, film. I, I need to watch the rest of it. Yeah. Okay. Our next two films, OJ, Made in America, OJ. is squaring off against Pumping Iron. <laughs> if you didn't have three hours to vote to devote to Hoop Dreams, you probably didn't have five and a half hours to devote to the no, five-part right, no, documentary no. series, OJ, OJ Made in America. OJ Made in America, the film that required a change in the rules at the Academy Awards when it comes to uh, the best documentary, because it did win the Academy Award for best documentary. But it was a five-part series that they released 
very briefly and in very few theaters, may have just been one theater, in order to become eligible for the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. So is that this, that's ruffled. an ESPN. Is it an ESPN thing, or are they just sponsor? It is. Yeah. So it's an ESPN thirty for thirty. The very first little 30 sound is five hours long. In the first sound in my oh, little sounder that. was the thirty for thirty like bit. The you know da da yeah. da because yeah. there are thirty different thirty for thirties that we oh, could yeah. have put on this list. This is the one representative, and it's it's very presence in the best. Uh, documentary feature film what did ruffle a lot of feathers a lot of people were not happy now, that it was in there but this is not the made for tv no things people Thank might you for, people might mix yes. that up yeah that's the fx series starring cuba, cuba Gooding Gooding jr. jr this is yes. the documentary starring actual oj mm-hmm. simpson right and i am going to say uh Although I am voting for O.J. Made in America, I would like to go on record by saying I don't necessarily feel like this is a true sports documentary. Um, I'd say two of the five parts are very sportsy. And in fact, um, I actually didn't get start – I didn't start getting drawn into it until later on in the documentary. Um, I know that why they put certain aspects in there, like they they focus a lot on the Rodney King beating. They focus Mm -hmm. a lot – on uh, other prominent shootings in the African-American Setting the stage community. in L.A., the right. kind of community he was growing up in. I would have liked to have seen less time spent on that and more focus on O.J. in those earlier episodes. Having said that, I am voting for it because um, I, I did feel like it drew me in more than Pumping Iron. But I was still entertained by Pumping Iron, especially some of the key players that showed up in the documentary like, hey – there's so-and-so, and I don't want to say who it is because it may or may not come up in a trivia question here in a second. My vote is being cast for OJ Made in America. I'm obviously rooting for the 30 for 30 OJ. Of course. Sean, is it going to oh, be well, unanimous? It's, no, it's not. Really? <laughs> You're going with Pumping Iron. Yes, I am. And why? Because of its history. Okay. More than anything else. Um, I, I. It's just like it, – I think it's because it's been around so long and you can see where the people have gone from that movie yes. on to do different things and stuff. And it's just – I just – I just, I don't know. I find it I find it a fascinating movie about a, a sport that I know nothing about, nothing whatsoever. That's true. Bodybuilding yeah. is a little on the fringes. Yes. I do like that it was on the list though. We tried to give, to give you some that uh, are a little unusual or a little mm-hmm. different. Um, Okay, and I do recall while watching that, I was like, this guy is an absolute beast. I had no idea he was that strong. I knew he was strong, but I had no idea until I saw him posing and flexing those muscles. He's also a bit cocky, but you can't deny that he is a charming guy. We're talking about, of course, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the trivia question for Pumping Iron before we go to break, future Bruce Banner appeared as a contestant in Mr. Olympia. Name the bodybuilder slash actor. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno. And not so much Bruce Banner. He was cast because he is a real-life Incredible Hulk at 6'5 and 270. Exactly. Right. And, in fact, while watching the film, I didn't think I could see anybody that looked like more of a beast than Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then Lou Ferrigno, Lou Ferrigno took steps up, up the like, whole screen. He's even bigger. And I love it's the, incredible. They introduce yeah. – I mean, the documentary is filmed really well. Uh, they introduce everyone. They kind of say, here comes, you know, like I said, Lou Ferrigno, 6'5, 270, as they're, like, telling his backstory. And I was sitting there um, 
on my couch eating potato chips, 5'7", <laughs> of me watching all of these bodybuilders. Oh, God. Okay, so we need to go to break, but the four films that are moving on are Rudy, Remember the Titans, The King of Kong, and O.J., Made in America. And we'll get to our next two brackets when we return here on Screen Cleaning. Don't hit back. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Yes, he's true. I am Nacho, the luchador. They're already calling your bot the people's champion. Max, what do you say to that? People's champion? Sounds pretty good to me. And those are some of our honorable mentions from wow. the fighting region in our March Madness bracket, which we're going to now. Welcome. Thank, thank you. Yes. Thank you for putting real steel in there. That was one we considered is, putting on the bracket. That is one of the better Hugh Jackman movies, I think. Wow. And it follows a great sports movie narrative of the young kid. Yeah, it's, it's Rocky and, with robots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> going to the you. old mentor. And, thank you for putting Nacho Libre in there as well. There's all kinds of fighting. I want my stretchy pants. There was also <laughs> another Rocky Balboa movie in there. And or is that Creed? Again, this was from Rocky Balboa, Rocky oh. Six. Oh, okay. yes. If I had my way and had to fill up four spots of four fighting movies, it would go Rocky, Creed, Rocky Three, and then Rocky Two. Wow. But that's just me. So okay. For me, I would be, I'd, I'd have Rocky Four in that list. You're that's like, a lot of favorite. Yeah. That's a favorite for a lot of people. Um, it's not those, none of those are on the list, though, but one of those films is on the list, and that's Rocky. Yep. Rocky's going to be going head-to-head with a another film that uh, a lot of people are very passionate about. I was surprised how many people had this film going on all the way to the end, Warrior. And aside from those, we've got Million Dollar Baby heading or uh, fighting against the Karate Kid, another film people are very <laughs> passionate about. And uh, we'll see how those films turn out. But let's get to Rocky and Warrior first. <sighs> Cole. Can the Pennsylvania side of the room talk about why Rocky is the single greatest sure. movie to who's, have ever graced cinema? Who's more passionate about <laughs> Gee, Rocky why. than Cole Wissinger? <laughs> the, the down on his luck, older, tough fighter goes up against the champion of the world and he goes all 15 rounds with him. And he, even if he doesn't win the fight, he, he goes the wins distance. himself. He realizes within himself that he wasn't just a bum from the streets of Philadelphia, that he had it inside of him the whole time. And Adrian sees it as well. And they come together and their relationship through the next few movies and his love for her even after she passes is a fantastic arc. And even after he goes and defeats communism and even after he raises a son that resents him and okay, even after wait, wait, he wait, raises wait. a... Wait, are we judging the movie or are we judging the franchise? Even in just Rocky 1, the <laughs> Dialogue is so perfect and real to life. And and the fact that Sylvester Stallone just locked himself into a room over a weekend and pumped it all out. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the training that he went through and the establishment. We're talking sports movies last week yes. and this week. And Rocky belongs in the final four at least just for its contribution to the training montage that it gave – the gift that it gave to sports movies 
and the formula that other movies use to copy Rocky is is seen over and over in sports movies. It is the best. I'm, gr- I'm glad you brought up the dialogue because I, too, feel like that's one of the best parts of the movies. It's diff- It's a difficult task to pull off natural-sounding dialogue, and Rocky does it quite well. In fact, Sylvester Stallone was nominated for not only Best Actor, uh, and not only was the film nominated and won Best Picture, but he also got another Academy Award nomination for Best Original Screenplay. So good for him. All right, let's get all of our Rocky impersonations out of the way. It's over, Rock! Nothing is over! Thank you, Burgess Meredith. Yes. Uh, Also known as the Penguin. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Also known as the narrator of the film The Twilight Zone, the movie. Yes. Anyway, we're getting off course here. I'm voting for Rocky. Cole's voting for Rocky. Sean O'Neill? It's unanimous. Rocky. Okay, now I feel a little bad because we didn't even say one word about the film Warrior, which I actually feel is a very great film. Film. I don't want one. Well, maybe not great. Let me step back. It's a very good film. It was also nominated for an Academy Award, and I. That is actually the trivia question. Can you name the Academy Award for which it was nominated? Best Supporting Actor. And that was for. Uh, was it Egerton which actor or was it Hardy? Nick no, Nolte. No, Nick Nolte. That's right. Nick Nolte, who is the alcoholic father yes. of these two brothers who are fighting against each other in a an ultimate fighting championship. So that's very unique. You don't have a mm-hmm. lot of sports where you have two siblings going head to head. Right. One is a. Uh, well, you have Venus and Serena Williams. Yeah. One is a returning war vet. The other is a high school teacher. And they're they're competing for very different reasons. You definitely need to check out this film. As far as fighting and uh, uplifting films go, this is a very good one. So even though it's not moving on to the next round, you really ought to check out Warrior starring Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton, and the Academy Award nominated (laughs) Nick Nolte. Now, I I do have to say there is another honorable mention that should be thrown in here. Should have actually been in here. Cinderella Man. Oh, yes. That was another one we were considering. I tried to find a good clip. It, it was the fifth. It was the just left yeah. off the list. Ron uh, Howard kind of thing. doing a – and um, oh, now the actor's name just But we also wanted to diversify head, the anyway. kinds of fighting. Karate Kid is coming up yeah, next with another boxing movie, Million Dollar Baby. We had MMA with Warrior. We couldn't have yes. three boxing movies. So. Now, I, I don't see a tally on Sean O'Neill's paper for this next bracket. I'm wondering if that's because he's – Undecided. I'm keeping it secret. Oh, all right. Well, maybe we should make you go first. <clears throat> oh, with uh, Million Dollar Baby and the Karate Kid? Yes. That's uh, by far n- not a, a, a difficult choice. Million Dollar Baby. Ooh. Just million, plain and simple. Million Dollar Baby, not based on a true story as far as no. I know. Well, neither is Karate Kid. <laughs> but starring Hilary Swank. And, and Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. best Actress winner Hillary Swank won the for Oscars this. for this. Yes, <laughs> yeah, uh, and did, also did Eastwood win for no. He was nominated for best actor, best he, director though. No, he didn't win for that. He did win best picture. Another one yes. of the Oscars went to finally in his first and only Oscar, Morgan Freeman for his role in this film. Yeah, a lot of people would argue maybe this isn't his lifetime best role. Yeah, lifetime achievement role, but uh, well deserved in my opinion. This is a very 
This is a tragic film, but it is a very good film. Another mm-hmm. film where Clint Eastwood pulls like quadruple duty where he not only acts, directs, but he wrote the music for this film. And uh, it's not a film you'll soon forget. And it might be a little heavy for most people. Oh, but Clint Eastwood did get Best Director for this movie. He won it. Yes, oh, good for him. Good, also well-deserved in my opinion. I'm also voting for Million Dollar Baby. I'm going to let Cole defend The Karate Kid, but before he does, I'm just going to say The Karate Kid is overrated, does not stand the test of time. I appreciate the uh, uplifting message and the crowd-pleasing factor of it, and I also appreciate the cast. Pat Morita, who got an Oscar nomination, Elizabeth Shue is in this, and I don't think we should neglect the fact that they're doing a reboot of this franchise via a YouTube original series. Yes. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. It looks entertaining. Cole, did you want to defend this film? I'm voting for it. I mean, we don't have a lot of time, but Karate Kid deserves to be on here because it follows the sports movie track. You have a young kid seeking out the old veteran. He doesn't realize that he's training, Mm -hmm. but he is training for the big match. They get him in, and he goes, and it comes down to the wire, and the crowning moment of awesome within the whole movie is in the sports thing. Yes. And he does the the praying mantis thing, Mm -hmm. and he wins the fight. Right. Okay. It's, it's very predictable. Million Dollar Baby, though, is moving on to the next bracket. I got to say, though, if you, have, if, you've, if you watched Karate Kid before, try and watch it as Barney from How I Met Your Mother watched it with Johnny being the hero. Instead Interesting. Of, instead, of, okay. <laughs> instead of the other way around. Okay. We've got uh, four, the last four new films in our miscellaneous category. It has been decided that a German national team will play a combined team from the prisoners of war of the occupied territories. That's crazy. This is it. This is our destiny. Double or nothing, I can pick up that spare. I can, I, I think I can <laughs> the it. six, seven, ten. You'll pick up that spare the same day my hair starts falling out. Come on, let's get out of here. A true ping pong player must always be aware of his surroundings. <laughs> Miscellaneous sports really does include all the different sports. That we got ping pong and bowling and yep. yeah. yeah. Okay. So Victory. Victory with soccer, another Sylvester Invictus. Stallone. That it is. And Invictus. then Invictus. Was Invictus on yes. Okay. Yes. Both. So the four films in the miscellaneous category, two of which I'm very excited about, Happy Gilmore is going against Bend It Like Beckham, and Dodgeball is going against Whip It. All right. Whoosh. Whip it good. All right. So let's start off with Happy Gilmore and Bend It Like Beckham. Golf and soccer. We don't have a lot of time. It's no question for me. This is a film that I've seen many, many times. And Bend It Like Beckham, of course. It still holds, it, <laughs> still holds up. It's one of the all-time great comedies in my eyes. And that's Happy Gilmore. You're getting my vote. Did the- your wife get you to watch Bend It Like Beckham this week? I watched it of my own accord <laughs> and uh, was bored. <laughs> Bored with Bend It Like Beckham. But Happy Gilmore, of course, is the ex-hockey player or yeah. the the hockey player that was Wanna never be. was never successful that but converts turns into his a game. professional golfer. Right. And it's just so funny with a great uh, cast of cameos. Oh, yes. Which I'm sure we'll get into here in a minute. But my vote is for Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I mean, Bob Barker should have won an Academy Award for yes, Best Supporting Actor. I have of course. to agree. <laughs> One of the great scenes agree. in any sports movie. Yes, yes. Oh, Bob Barker and Happy Gilmore fighting each other is just hilarious. Yes. I'm voting for Happy Gilmore. Sean? Really? Yes. Wow. Uh-oh. Happy Gilmore. 
Yeah. You're voting for Bend It Like Beckham. I am. All right. Okay. You can defend it. I like that movie a lot. I've seen Happy Gilmore. I've seen Bend It Like Beckham. And, and it's one of Keira Knightley's first movies. It's true. And I just love her, the way she, it's just, to me, it was it was really, really good. Okay. So you're voting for Bend It Like Beckham, mm-hmm. but it's all for naught because true. Happy Gilmore is moving on to the next round. I'm so excited about that. Okay. Our next two films, I know Cole uh, was super excited about Whip It being on the list. I had never seen it before, but I have now. Cole, which one are you voting for out of these two very different films? <laughs> I will vote for Roller Derby over Dodgeball. Interesting. Any day of the week. Okay. I, Why? Whip it, Whip it is a fantastic movie. It's it's a little direct. Like I think there's an issue if you don't if you're not like a young person that's a little angsty against their your parents when you're first watching it. You mm-hmm. might be a little uh, jaded if you watch it for the first time as you're older. But for a young person to kind of like get all that angst out of there and to see it kind of get on the court of play in roller derby and just a lot of violence and fun in that and just the comedy elements that come with covering a weird miscellaneous kind of sport, I enjoy Whip It. Okay, I am voting. For Dodgeball. It's not my favorite sports comedy, but it does get some great chuckles out of me. And another uh, huge cast of cameos, including you've got to watch it for the uh, Lance Lance Armstrong Armstrong scene because it has a completely different meaning nowadays. But I'm voting for Dodgeball. For me, it's Jason Bateman. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) I don't know if he can do it, Connor. (laughs) Cotton. 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 It's cotton, yeah. Yes. He steals the show in all of his scenes. I'm voting for Dodgeball, one of the most fantastic comedic sports movies of all time. Jimmy Fallon. So you're you're praising the announcers in Dodgeball on ESPN The Ocho, which is fair. But Jimmy Fallon announcing Whip It is just as hilarious if you go back and watch it. I don't know. They have that same element going on. Anyway. I'm sorry. Ben Stiller cracks me up in this movie. He does. Yes. Okay. As, as does Vince Vaughn. We're going to put our uh, our trivia questions on hold. If we've got time, maybe we'll do it at the end. But for the sake of time, we need to burn through these real quick. So, and we're going to make it, it's going to be a difficult choice, I'm sure. But between Rudy and Remember the Titans, I want to know who you guys are voting for. And we have seconds. So, yeah, mine's not a secret. Remember the Titans is fantastic. Okay. Sean, Sean O'Neill. Uh, I'm just going to say Rudy. I'm also voting for Rudy. Lame. Rudy is moving on as no, well that is, as... that is a tough, tough vote Yes, for me. It is. It is. It is. Now, between King of Kong and OJ made in America, what's it going to be? King of OJ. Kong. Oh, my gosh. Don't follow your heart, Jeffrey. Pick the better movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with King of Kong. I'm going with King of Kong. I don't I don't think OJ is a true sports movie. I'm going with King of Kong. Okay, between Rocky and Million Dollar Baby. Again, a very, very tough choice. Yes, but I know not which, for me. It's I know, Rocky. Well, you standing there in your <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates jersey. Give me a break. <laughs> They're different sides of the state. Rocky <laughs> not still. Rocky for me is a, has, was always a very important part of my childhood. There's a whole franchise that's still going. I'm going with Rocky. Uh, I have to go with Rocky as well. Unanimous. Yes. Wow. Okay. Now, this one is not as difficult a decision for me between Happy Gilmore and Dodgeball. 
Happy Gilmore is the funnier film, in my opinion, and so it deserves to move on. Adam Sandler is funnier than Vince Vaughn. I will also vote for Happy Gilmore. Well, I'm an opposing vote. I'm going for Dodgeball, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Woohoo! Okay. Now, we need to narrow these down to two films, and it's between uh, uh, Rudy and King I've, of Kong. I've got my two already. Rudy and King of Kong and Rocky and Happy Gilmore. I'm voting for Rocky on the bottom half. How about Rocky. you guys? Yes. <laughs> you, have, you have to ask Cole. Rocky versus Happy Gilmore. Okay, since, since uh, well, Rocky will be uh, a unanimous vote. Yeah. And I'm going for the other R movie with Rudy for the other side. And I'll go with Rudy, I guess, too. My third or fourth favorite documentary out of that category goes up against it. It's an easy win. <laughs> okay. Okay. I uh, I'm still I'm still going to stick with King of Kong, but it doesn't matter because right. Rudy is drama moving on. is unnecessary. All right, now, but we are going to take a break, and when we return, we are going to figure out our final two, and then ultimately the Crown best sports champion. movie of the year. So let's do that. Let's take a break. When we return, we're it's the moment you've been waiting for here on Screen Cleaning. I just want to give you a few trivia questions that we didn't get to in this last uh, break here. But some of the films that, that lost out on moving on to the next bracket, Whip It. This is the directorial debut of one of the film's stars. And who is that? Drew Barrymore. Very good. Uh, Dodgeball, a true underdog story. We neglected to mention the subtitle. The name of the average Joe's coach. Oh, shoot. Patches O'Houlihan. Yes. That is correct yes. also. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, this is another interesting one. Happy Gilmore. While paired up with Bob Barker in the celebrity match, Happy mistakes Bob Barker for the host of what game show? Wheel of Fortune? That is incorrect. Sean, you want to take a guess? I'm going to oh, guess Hollywood Squares. No, then. I do remember. It was, it's prices. Well, no. No, he's on prices. He is prices, right? right. Yeah. He said, I bet you get Let's that. Let's make a deal. That's correct. Yeah, that's I bet right. you oh, get Monty that Hall. a lot on yeah. Let's Make a Deal. It's oh, the Price okay. is Right, Happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the Karate Kid. Name the actor from another one of these films that we've been discussing today that starred in the next Karate Kid. Oh, that oh, was um, the yeah. sequels don't matter. <laughs> I, I understand that, but it's the it's uh, from Million Dollar Baby. She was the girl in the movie, and I cannot remember her name off the top of my head right now for some reason. The like Hillary Swank. Yes. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank was the star of the next Karate Kid. She's yeah. got, Absolutely, she's got some fighting chops. How yes, about that? she does. Okay, I ooh, OJ made in America. The spoof series OJ appeared in mentioned in this film. Can anybody name? The spoof series that he was in? The Naked Gun Files from gun? the Police Squad. Yep. Can anybody name his character's name in those films? Ooh, see, that's tougher. I don't think I can. Oh, I should know that. Nordberg. Nordberg, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I would see, maybe some other year, I would love to see the, the original film, The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad, uh, be oh, on a sports a bracket because – there is a, an entire baseball part of the movie that With warrants – the queen. Yes. That is, again, one of the most entertaining sports movie scenes you'll ever see. Yes. 
and go watch it, and you'll Umpires know why. Umpires can be cool, too. Yes. Yes. Uh, and don't call me Shirley. The King of Kong did not move on. What is the subtitle for The King of Kong? A Fistful of Quarters. <laughs> yes. A great title it's for a great, a great film. Okay. Now, we need... See, that movie made me want to go to the Nickelcade oh, and just absolutely. Start, start practicing. Burning through those nickels. Okay. <laughs> now we have the difficult task of narrowing it down to two films and then the ultimate winner. Let's start with the one that's not going to be a contest at all. In my opinion. From last week, just to recap, we had categories, uh, sports movies from the sports, baseball and racing and basketball and kids movies. Kids movies yes. In general. And surprisingly, one A of the kid kids movie movies made on. it to the final four. And it's not the one that most Should people have never would think. Made it, there. it was not the Sandlot. And it wasn't Space Jam. And Cole and I will agree on this, even though we voted it through to the final four. We don't think it's the best in the franchise of the Mighty Ducks. The second one. That would go to D2, The Mighty Mm -hmm. Ducks. Anyway, I'm voting for Field of Dreams. It's no surprise for me. This is a great film about faith. It's a great film about baseball. And it's a great film about a relationship between a father and a son. Field of Dreams is moving on for me. Amen. Cole? I will be honest. I voted for Mighty Ducks because I was a little vindictive that Sandlot beat (laughs) Space Jam, which should have made it to the final four. (laughs) Wow. And you're not alone on that, surprisingly. We're taking a look at some of these brackets that people filled out. When Field of Dreams, though, goes up against Mighty Ducks, Field of Dreams goes on. It is unanimous. Yes. Okay. Now, this is the one that might be a little tougher for some, but not for me. Because no. I still feel of the two R films that moved on. <laughs> but that's not rated R, by the way. That's just R for title. Yes, yes. Rudy, Rocky. <laughs> Rocky has got to go on. It, in my opinion, is the greatest sports franchise ever. It has motivated more people to get to the gym than any other film that I can think of. So, and I, I love how I believe in at the end of Rocky Balboa, which was the sixth Rocky film. Yep. They show footage of people taking those steps up, mm-hmm. uh, those steps uh, exercising. It motivates so many people still to this day. It's got to go on to the final two. I do have a question, Mr. Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. Why did they move the statue? Uh, this. It was the city's fault. It, yeah, so originally they put the statue, they had a statue at the top of at the, the top stairs, of the stairs, like he was. You know, it was attracting too many people oh, to I an see. actual city, like business, like a the government kind too of many thing. Tourists. Too many tourists were clogging up the stairs of like the government's people, and, and so the crowded. government voted to okay. move the statue. So away. Sean O'Neill, the real question is: Is this unanimous? Well, we know what Cole's voting. for. <laughs> I know that's why I'm asking you. And yes, it is unanimous. But also because Rudy is much weaker than you remember it to be. Again, I kind of admitted I'm a smaller guy whenever we were talking about pumping iron. And I kind of find it offensive the way Rudy is portrayed. I know maybe it was true to life, but as a kid that has no dreams or no hopes of ever playing football, but also loving football, um, it just it was very demeaning to just. It portrayed him as just a nerd who had this pipe dream that sure it came true, but he never really. I never felt that he overcame what he was trying to overcome to do it. It, it was okay. very confusing. I don't like well, Rudy. And if I this do- was Remember the Titans versus Rocky, I would have actually had a tough time. As much of a Rocky fan and a Pennsylvania fan as I am, Remember <laughs> the Titans would have been tough. Rudy isn't. Okay. Well, I do know that the whole scene where the players come in and turn their jerseys into the coach, that never happened. 
That's true. A little melodramatic but, for but me. I have, they never but started you know chanting, what? Rudy, yeah. Rudy. But I'm sorry. The movie is what it is, and it, it's, a, it's a fictional story of a true story, and it make me feel good. Okay. So we're down but to – so does Rocky. We're down to the two final films, films that feature sports that have made countless – pictures, oh, yes. uh, especially boxing. Surprisingly, there are a high number of boxing movies. I wonder why that is. Because it's it's you only have two people you have to film. And it's, it's kind of old, like baseball yeah. and boxing are both kind of 1920s kind yeah. of sports. Yeah. I'm, I'll vote last on this one. I want to hear what you guys say. I, I know what I'm voting for, but I want to hear what you're going to say, Cole. It's no surprise oh, what you're going to vote Cole's for. Right, for. so I'm going to continue to vote for Rocky. Yes. I Is Sean going to make it interesting? Yes, I am. There we go. Yeah, because I cannot not vote for Field of Dreams. Wow, wow. Okay. In the even though time... it's going up against Rocky, I, seriously, two of the best sports movies ever made. For me, it's still Rocky. <sighs> it's Rocky. Rocky has one of the greatest soundtracks ever created. I have to agree. It is probably the greatest sports movie ever created. And like I said, I can't get I can't get over the fact that this film has inspired so many people to not only get to the gym, but change their lives in other ways too. And I think when you can get a movie franchise that does that consistently and consistently well, you've you've got to stick with it. Congrats to Rocky on yet another victory. Hey, thanks for sticking around for this two-parter Thanksgiving special podcast rerun uh, here on Screen Cleaning. It's kind of fun. This this episode actually aired before we had our own podcast feed, so it's good to get it out there for any new fans of the show. This is This is what we sounded like. This was Jeff and I in the early days. And we will be back next week with an all-new episode of Screen Cleaning. The podcast hits every Saturday. Remember to download, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening to Screen Cleaning and a very, very happy Thanksgiving.